From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into the most ridiculous podcast in sports and pop culture. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hello. You can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open this cold May Day beer and let's get after it. Guys, today is the if you're release if you're listening to this on release day, it's the day. If not, well then hopefully you came out and had a great time. At Mayday Brewery for Bingo Night. Hopefully you won some tickets to go see Nashville SC. There are some other great giveaways that happened. I know we had a great time, and I know you made some great friends there, all you listeners out there. Um, but hey, not today, guaranteed by me. Uh, we not guaranteed by me. Stuff. <laughs> not guaranteed by me. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> today we got a bunch of trade news that's happening not on trade deadline day. It's People are listening to us. We got a bunch of news from outside the NHL. We've got the greatest underdogs in sports history today. We got our games of the weekend, much, much more. Um, don't forget to check us out on Twitch and Patreon to support the show. Uh, how are you this week, bud? <clears throat> Great, man. I'm glad my voice is back because I was not uh, not feeling strong about it uh, coming back from that that Purdue game this weekend. Uh, you know, uh, upset for the for the boys. Uh, but not too much of an upset for me because I'm not truly a Purdue fan. I just, you know, picked them up as a team when I went up yeah. there. But, man, going to a Purdue-Indiana game at Mackey Arena, dude, it was sick. We I had, I had a great time. It's a West Lafayette is a quintessential college town, man. They uh, they, they did it upright. So, uh, big shout-out to, to Taylor for showing us around his uh, former hometown. But a bigger shout-out to my boy Craig and – my girl Cindy, they absolutely uh, kept me fed, a uh, place to stay. That was Taylor's grandparents, and uh, so they were dope. Uh, nice. but yeah, had a had a had a great time, had a great road trip. Uh, was glad to be back. But um, how about you, man? How you been doing? Good, man. You know, been busy. Fin- went out, got my first haircut of the year. It's been a bit. Uh, so you know, got nice. finally got to you know. The, the, with the hot weather coming in, gotta you know get my nice. my summer cut going. Uh, I actually so, got you know, mine that, chopped that last good, week. You know. Got mine chopped last week as well. Nice. So I feel you on that, bro. I feel you on that. Well, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, just you know, feeling good. You know the uh, the the weather's starting to get a little warmer. Uh, I'm hoping that we get one or two more freezes. You know, before it goes into the time of the year that I hate, which is just when it's just it's too hot sometimes. Right. Um. <clears throat> but yeah, let's do a quick fit check. Uh, you know, I've got. I'm not rocking any hat. You know, fresh new literally just got home from getting my hair cut, so I'm not wearing a hat right now. And right, still wearing right. my work clothes because I had to get here straight from work. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, you could have changed, bro. We're not we're not on any any type of tight schedule. So <laughs> you just didn't want to, everybody. I'm not I'm not here. I'm not a dictator yeah. on recording time, folks. Uh but me, you know, obviously <laughs> obviously I went I went up to uh West Lafayette, Indiana, uh, to see the Purdue, Indiana game. So, you, you know, naturally, Bobby, what are two things I'm going to come back with? Uh, a jersey and a hat. So, uh, you know, two hats got. Well, I got a, I got multiple hats. Uh, no, 
No, just got the one hat. Actually <laughs> yeah. did pretty good. Actually did pretty good. Huh? Uh, got the Purdue, got that Purdue jersey, got nice. this uh, Purdue hat, the old school logo. You know how I had to, had to do it. So I uh, got Stephanie a sweatshirt, got my dad, um, got my dad a shirt. So um, he sent me some money to grab him some stuff. But uh, yeah, so. See, so that's I'm how you do it. Because if you just come home with a hat, yeah, that's how you do it. Because if you just come home with a hat, the wife's going to be mad that we that we only just come back. Because you got to get a hat and something for the wife. Oh, my God. Then, then you, you can get away with all the hats. Then we can get away with all the hats. I am well versed in spending way too much money, Bobby. <laughs> you think I'm some rookie, okay? You think I'm some rookie. Uh, you, you, you remember the time that we told uh, told our wives, hey, we're not coming home with any hat. Well, at the t- by the time at the end of the night when we had bought three hats each, you th- you think that we weren't going to be dumb enough to come out with four hats each? Like, honey, got this for you, okay? Don't check the debit yeah. card for a couple of days, all right? <laughs> uh, uh, let's jump into the news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. We actually have some news to talk about. So much this news. This one is a massive change. This, some of these change, like actually shake hockey and the NHL to its core. Um, Patrick Kane to the Rangers. Um, we talked about it last season about whether or not we would think Patrick Kane would get moved. And I think I was of the idea that I didn't think he would get moved, um, unless they were really serious about a rebuild. Well, it seems like they have committed. I I think last year they were still of the idea that they could build around Patrick Kane. I don't think you can. I don't know what they got in exchange, but I mean, that's a Patrick Kane is a, Um, it was not. Oh, they got, uh, I mean, they got, Got a good deal. Uh, let me see. Uh, 2023 second round and 2023 fourth round pick. Um, now I'm going to look and see if we got any salary retention. I'm guessing probably so. Uh, but uh, let's see. He's in the final year of an $84 million contract. So they wanted to get him something. Uh, 10 million, 10 and a half million a year. I'm not seeing if there was any salary retention or anything that may come out a little later. Um, but for a team that I had felt already made the best move so far, and probably one of the best moves that you, that could have been made in the off season in acquiring Tarasenko goes out and acquires, a, acquires Kane too. And Bobby, something that we've talked about uh, pretty regularly uh, beginning of the season, last season, uh, last season when they went out of the playoffs was what was the Rangers missing? And it was some dudes that have won the cup there, you know, some guys that have been there before yeah. and know how to carry them along. Uh, you know, I was talking more of like getting like a, like a fourth line center that is just on a team, you know, for some <laughs> leadership. I didn't know <laughs> that they were going to go out and get, um, get four cups uh, on their squad uh, to play some wing for them. So, what a what an absolute monster trade! I I agree oh, with yeah. what you said. That shakes up the NFL, NFL, NHL, in a way that we really haven't seen in a minute. Uh, usually, you have a couple pieces, and okay, Nyquist going here really does that for this team, and really shores up a hole. These are this has made them potentially a, a 
a leveled up team um, with with some players if they can if they can get it going. So I I really absolutely love that move for the Rangers. Well, hundred uh, percent. Jesse Pugliarvi to the Hurricanes cleared all three million off the books. Um, that's that's a huge move as well. Uh, what was the uh, what was the details of that? Do you have that by any chance? I do not. Let me see if I can find it for you. While you look at that up, uh, yeah, Condre, Keandre Miller three game suspension for spitting on the face of Drew Doughty. Um, you know, I saw some people online say that they thought that was too much. Honestly, I think spit in the face yeah. three game suspensions right on the dot. That's, I, yeah, you've landed. I don't it. have a problem with that. Yeah, any less than three, you're like, come on, you know? Let's see. Like that's Uh, yeah. I I, listen. I get the consistency in the NA. Oh, go ahead. What 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 do you got? Oh, I was just gonna say, just for a forward prospect, Patrick Pustola. So that probably explains the uh, full carrying of the of the three million. So just uh, not a lot of giving up from uh, Carolina. But clears that three mil off the book so the Oilers can make go out and make a move. But yeah, anyway, you yeah. were talking spitting in the face. Yeah, three games is 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 minimally right. Uh, that is, it's just, it's not it, to, to me. We talked about it. You you said how much is is a face lick worth? And then we got to talking about it. Well, like which is worse? I mean, it's definitely spit, right? Like. I mean, the, the lick was very yeah, controlled. 100%. It, was, it was a very localized face lick. Um, and while odd and strange, it doesn't feel as much a, a, like a like an assault as a, as you spit on me does have a deal. Yeah. So. Uh, so while the Rangers are pulling new guy, new wings in, they're going to have to look elsewhere for a defenseman for a few games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, David Poyle retires the architect of the National Predators, uh, the only GM in team history since 1998, um, will step down, I believe, effective July 30th. Barry Trotz, uh, former head coach of the National Predators and the Stanley Cup winner from Washington, uh, will replace him as GM. Um, you know, I think during the press conference, Barry Trotz said that it's important to have a close relationship with the head coach and stuff. Well, um, you know, John Hines wasn't there, which kind of tells me that John Hines is a lame duck coach right now and he's on his way out. Um, I don't, I, you know, a lot of people were cheering and hoping that David Poyle would leave. I was of the boat that, you know, I don't think these, the Preds problems just magically go away with David Poyle leaving. David Poyle wasn't the cause (laughs) of the problem. Well, he might have been part of it, but he wasn't the only cause. Well, and on top of that, uh, love Barry Trotz to death. Love the move. Would love some longevity and some good things to happen. But we would be remiss if we didn't mention that this is a guy that has not been a g- a general manager before, and so it, it's not yeah. an auto. It's not an automatic transition where Barry Trotz. I'm sure that he was well involved with front office moves and things, but when he's involved with a front office move and then he can coach his guys, it's different, right? It's a, it's a little different ball game yeah. and you, and I hope I'm just being nitpicky here, but it's something you have to think about. I mean, David Boyle was, wasn't a slouch, you know, in the league and 
it may have been time for a change. I'm not, I'm not denying that, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you got to think about Barry Trotz is, is here on a, you know, he, he's back home and I, I loved his press conference and what he said about being here and how this was always, will always be his home for how long he was here. And maybe that'll, maybe that'll work out. But, um, you hope that you hope that he's able to be efficient at the job. And I think he will be, you know, I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying that he won't be, uh, but at what point, you know, do we start to evaluate the overall performance of, of, of Barry Trotz? I mean, he, he ain't getting, he ain't getting 23, three years. (laughs) I'll tell you that, you know, I mean, uh, I I mean, I th- I am of the I am of the school that whenever a new GM co- new GM or coach I believe at a minimum three years I think and and maybe in the case of a GM five years but you know we we this is not going to be an automatic turnaround people can't expect I mean no. now it's the Preds I I know how Preds fans are they're going to expect you know immediate stuff but you know that we're, that's not going to happen well that well, I, you know you know you know us though Bobby we look at ourselves as the as the tastemaker of Predators fans. We're not, yes. you know, all in on whatever the Predators do. That's the right thing, and we shouldn't question it. But we're also not, oh, I don't understand this move immediately, and now I hate it, and I hate everything that the Preds have done. I think we are a good, and, yeah. I, and, and I'm going to say it again because I love the, I love the phrasing that I had. We're the, we're the Preds fan tastemakers. You know, we give them the right <laughs> ingredients on how to be mad or upset so hopefully i mean they've everybody's been listening about getting these trades done before the day of deadline i mean i'm thinking we're influencing some folks out there bob oh yeah um tana Janot goes to tampa for defenseman cal foot a 2025 first uh round top 10 protected 2024 second and a 2023 fourth and fifth a big haul the Preds get for uh, young Tanner Cheneau. This Barry Trotz fell is um, looking all right. As a Preds fan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I like this. Um, the Preds have some other, uh, you know, workings in, in, you know, going on. It looks like there is a possibility that UC Saros could be moved. I think that's the less likely. It, I saw some talk about uh, possibly Matthias Ekholm for a, for a couple firsts. And I think I also saw, Matt Duchesne possibly for two or three for two first rounds as well. Um, I mean, listen, would love if, to. If, if go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I would lo- love to see. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see Matt Duchesne or Matisse Heckel move for first round picks. Yes, I think uh, I, I honestly, if we could get both of them moved for four first round picks, I would. I would take that. Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think that those would be appropriate appropriate moves. I don't think that you move Soros. I think a goalie, a good goalie is hard to come by. Yeah. And if you have the right goalie, that rebuild can be built a little early, earlier in my mind, uh, rather than trying to find a, a new goalie. Um, I think you do have to keep, you know, at least one name that that the besides Yossi, of course. I mean, I think that, you, you know, you've locked in Forsberg for a little while. I think that's a good name to keep. I don't I don't know about Granlund. Uh, I don't know if Granlund has got some interest out there. 
I I liked his contract where you know what we got with him. I don't think that he's not a piece we can't build long term with either. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'll tell you, I don't really understand the absurd hate for Favreau. Uh, there is a lot of hatred in the Preds fandom for a guy that's been in the league what two or three years and like didn't play a lot of AHL hockey if I'm remembering correctly. Is that right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I don't really follow the hatred of, of Faber as well. Yeah. So I think but, you gotta again, have somebody. Uh, he's not one of the guys. Like, I wouldn't be mad if we trade him though for something, for something good though. Yeah. But that's a long-term defenseman that can work with Yossi. You know what I'm saying? That, that would be my argument yeah. is you have to keep some, some sort of semblance of youth in that defensive end of, oh, yeah. of the ice. If you want to be successful after a two or three year rebuild. You know, that's usually about the number that a GM is going to throw out. Two to three years, you know, is what it'll take for us to be uh, next level. So uh, I don't, I just don't know if I'm throwing out a, a young defenseman that works with Yossi's uh, pairing out so quickly. Yeah. Um, that wraps up from inside the boards. Let's head to outside the NHL. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. Nashville SC wins the home opener. And as of this morning, uh, Tuesday morning, they were uh, given the eighth best odds to win the U.S. the, the whole the cup. So, uh, you know, not bad. I yeah, mean, top yeah. ten odds. You know, start off the season. That's pretty. And good. it was it was a big it was a big win too. I mean, NYCFC. Um, so it's not like uh, we went out there and, and beat a scrub. So uh, a good shutout. Uh, unfortunately, we, both of us were unable to be at that home opener. Uh, but obviously, our voices did not need to be there for, for that for that W. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so great to see that. Uh, Blake Martinez, former Giants linebacker who led the league in tackles in 2017, quit the NFL to sell Pokemon cards. His business has brought in $5 million in seven months, and you said it best right before we started that, yeah, that's a pretty easy business to get into when you already have millions to uh, back your back. Got, got millions of dollars. You can buy Pokemon cards to sell. You're good, dude. I, I Hey, but I applaud him. That's yeah. why I threw it in there. I mean, you can lead. That's a renaissance, man. That's the... This is the new Leonardo da Vinci. That's all I'm saying. Um, uh, yeah, so that's wild. Uh, let's see. Carson Wentz released by the Commanders. Who would have thought it? Oh, I did. I saw this coming a mile away. Uh, I said from the very beginning, I don't like Carson Wentz. One of my buddies who is a uh, Colts fan said, yeah, good luck with that. Um and he was he's gone uh what has it been two years if that one year i honestly uh, I think it was just this year yeah on. it was just this year i mean he was injured yeah. a lot of the year and he yeah. wasn't horrendously horrendous but i mean he was never going to win anything there uh what an interesting i really do i really do the the more that i watch him play i really do subscribe to the fact that him and prince harry switched places did you? I I know we talked about it on the podcast. It's been a while, but there was that big yeah. theory. That, and honestly, uh, 
if that if that is the case, I mean, Brent Terry's not bad at football. He's not. I mean, he's bad. not that's bad. What, I mean, he's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like he's no NFL, yeah. you know, superstar or anything. But he's a third string guy. Easy money. So I mean, yeah. he's now. What, now to be fair, as good as Prince Harry is at football, Carson Wentz is bad at being a prince. God, he him, is. I mean, that's. His, I mean, he's not great. Well, he, he he's been in there for like a year and a half, and my dude is no longer. Yeah, he's no longer. He, you got to think. Harry's up. like, dude, I, I'm like, like, I'm still in the league. You, you're out of the league in your job. That's How did I'm you saying. already fail at being a prince? Like he can't do. He it can't be a football player or prince through his career, though. I mean, it's amazing to to realize. Oh, excuse me. It's amazing to realize that he's made over a hundred mil. I mean, <laughs> Carson Wentz is good. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's fine with everything. Yeah. He's got a Super Bowl ring. He didn't technically even have to be the quarterback to win that Super Bowl ring. You know, what yeah. I'm he got it. They shipped it to him. I mean, he took him to a like like a 13 and 0 record or something, right? It was like something ridiculous. Yeah. That I mean, so. He's had a better career than most. And it ain't like he ain't going to go out and get signed again if he wants. You know, he's going to go find a home. Oh, yeah. he, he ain't bad enough to be, you know, left out in the dark. But, uh, I mean, he's just not. He's just not the superstar MVP candidate that uh, that he was, man. Uh, we have some breaking news out of Nashville. And a sick. And a sixth round pick to Edmonton. Nashville gets Tyson Berry, Reed Schaefer, and a first this year and a fourth. I don't hate that. I mean, don't hate that. We get a first, first and Tyson Berry. I'm okay. Yeah, with I was that. gonna say. I was gonna say. I mean, a little different styles of hockey, but uh, Tyson Berry's not uh, not nobody. You know, I like him in fantasy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mainly he's got, I like him because he usually time. gets some some secondary assists uh, playing on lines with you know Connor McDavid. My, much better. Matthias Ekholm is a much better fit uh, for the style of defenseman that Edmonton needs. You know, they don't need an offensive yeah. Tyson Berry out there scoring goals. They got a couple guys that can score a few goals, you know? Yeah. Uh, Nashville also retains 4% of Ekholm's salary. Yeah. We, Nashville retains 4% of his salary as well. It's not horrible. I no. think that's a good trade. Um, yeah, I literally looked over. I have Twitter. I have like sport. I have Twitter open on my other page and I saw it updated. It said trending in the United States at home. I'm like, uh Oh, what happened? Uh, so luckily I saw that. Uh, look at us, dude. Normally <laughs> uh, see. we would have not have seen that until right after we cut recording. Though. Yeah. So that's this good happened. Catch. This ha- this dropped two catch. minutes ago. That was a good yeah. catch. Unfortunately, bro. we release in two days. So, <laughs> <laughs> but well, it's in, we're not talking about it next week. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we we don't yeah. drop in. We don't drop in in uh, 14 days, you know, 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, the pitch clock seems to be working. I personally wouldn't know. I'm still not watching baseball, but I mean, uh, I did see on Twitter that a bunch of like old fashioned baseball fans are like, this is bullshit. Baseball pulled a bunch of people who don't watch baseball, how they could get them to watch baseball. So they put the pitch clock on. But what are those people doing? They're sitting in their homes watching Netflix. I'm like, why'd you put homes and Netflix in quotation marks? Do you not have a home? Do you not have Netflix? Why my are you acting like the it's the home part? <laughs> like my what? man doesn't believe in homes. You don't believe people have houses? <laughs> well, you, do you just live at the ballpark? Like what's happening? <laughs> oh, like, people are. Uh, but yeah, no. So the pitch clock. <laughs> like that dude doesn't know how to <laughs> yeah, use air quotes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're using them too often man like oh, stop it oh <laughs> wow <laughs> like are you trying to say well 
<laughs> oh god it was like that skit where like a guy he doesn't know how to use quotation marks is getting interviewed by the cops and he's like yeah i he's like i didn't kill him they're like so so you did no and they're like what's what <laughs> uh, um but yeah, I mean, I saw some, you know, but the pitch clock, I, I have no idea how it works. Apparently it works the other way too. So a pitcher was ready to throw the ball and a batter was taking too long, you know, like fixing his gloves, fixing his cleats. And he got called a third strike because he he let the pitch I like clock it. hit zero. I, I think like that's it. great. Uh, that's great. Yes. I mean, they did. I think they said that the stats from spring training, it cuts off about a little over 90 minutes to two hours from game time, which is substantial. And see, that's a that's a big enough not that's big enough down to where race it up five seconds you know what i'm saying if like people are feeling rushed by it or whatever if we can shave off two hours of a four-hour game well then i mean mean, there was enough to shave off to begin with exactly two and a half hours and then you know those those big rivalries a game that goes long lots of hits three hours sure but like you're averaging three hour games like that's two much you know so i think it's gonna be honestly for the only time we watch baseball bobby it's shitty for us uh we only <laughs> really watch baseball live and that means less baseball for well, us go get the only, yeah it's the only time we want more baseball i mean now beer and inning yeah. has become a, an actual sport you know <laughs> yeah i guess i'm like so what we, they here, should do is the the, the pitch clock should start when the beer stop being sold the mm-hmm. moment concessions shut down pitch clock starts or, wow. or you have a longer pitch clock and then and then after beers after the beer or the concession start you have five seconds five second pitch clock get up there go 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 like it's speedball just everyone <laughs> things go 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 let go. me tell you this too let me tell you this too uh, no more warm-ups pitcher doesn't get to come out there and have warm-up pitches go to the bullpen throw you a few if you want but like the inning ends and like you got we we run down a pitch clock. The pitcher has to get onto the mound, and the batter has to get out there to bat by the end of the pitch clock, and then the pitch clock starts again. You know what I'm saying? Like we're speed yeah. demon in game, and then we're gonna get a lot more runs because a lot more mistakes are gonna happen. You know? That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah, that's all I'm saying. Let's make baseball better, yeah. baby. Give them metal bats. That. Yeah, that plus four steroids. We got ourselves and a court and corked in metal bats. Oh, dude, we got ourselves a game on us. Uh, dude, I didn't even thought but, about that. Right. Cork in uh, the metal ones. Dame <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, time, baby. Damian Lillard dropped 71 13 threes. I think you said you told me a insane stat before we started that it was the longest distance of thrown basketball that made it into the hoop. Uh, yeah, like, uh, I think like up to like a certain level of points, I don't think like it counted wilts or whatever, like the hundred point games, but yeah, it's like a, it was like a total of 420 feet of, of total shots made, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you've got to remember any layups and dunks are zero feet from the basket. Uh, so I mean, but also I really put it in there. I mean, 71 points is, is phenomenal. That's, that's amazing. But doesn't Damian Lillard have one of the best nicknames in all of sports? Do you agree with that? Dame time is it like and just the amount of usages for it. Like, you know, he dropped 71. Somebody, you know, all you have to do is say it was Dame time, baby. You know, like, I'm just, I, I don't know. I just find it to be yeah. a fantastic nickname. 
Yeah. Um, one thing we don't have on here is I actually saw it this morning while I was watching uh, Undisputed. Um, <clears throat> Giannis was on the Today Show or something like that, the morning show. And <clears throat> he's reading off a script, but, you know, he has a sign and he uh, kind of he, he made a dig at Durant saying, you know, Kevin Durant had to go, uh, you know, get change teams or go to a team to win a cup. And he's like, meanwhile, I'm over here carrying this, uh, you know, my team by myself. And I thought it was funny, man. I got to tell you what, though, our boys, Shannon Sharp, uh, <laughs> did not find it funny. Uh, they, hey. they thought that it was uh, undisputed. The guys over on undisputed did not like it. They thought it was like a dig. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, yeah. He made a dig, man. Like, it let's was have some a fun, dig. bro. Like, it was a dig. Kevin Durant has yeah. won, cha- has won championships with Steph Curry. Who's won championships without Kevin Durant. You know what I'm saying? Like you're always, he's always going to get those digs and you can not like it all you want. Shannon Sharp, but it turns out he's not John Morant. I bet you, you don't say it to his face. I'll bet you don't say it to his face. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But they're, you know, they, uh, then they're talking about, um, uh, Giannis. They're like, you know, Giannis over there. He's, he's got drew holiday, probably one of the best defense in the league. And I'm like, bro, Drew Holiday is not the same. Playing with Drew Holiday is not the same as going to play with Steph Curry. Yeah. Let's let's stop that right now. Steph stop saying Curry. that Giannis is somehow on a is on like a you know a superstar team because he's got Drew Holiday with him. Steph like, Curry <laughs> and Clay and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green with Steve Kerr coaching. They already won titles without you you know what i'm saying like they'd already done what you came to them to do you know what i'm saying you it's yeah. not even like it's not like lebron going to miami with uh with a group of folks and winning some at miami like you went to a team that had already won it and they helped you win it again or they helped them win it again yeah but you win it yeah that's silly i mean Shannon Sharp, say it to his face, yeah. bro. That's all I gotta say. They don't. You ain't gonna want that smoke. Yeah. <laughs> what nah. do you got here at the bottom, um, buddy? Although Shannon Sharp, may, sh- uh, Aaron Rodgers comes out of hibernation and sees his shadow. So no, no Packer Super Bowl for another year. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Aaron Rodgers came out of his little darkness retreat, whatever. Where I, it, it's still the wildest thing to me that Aaron Rodgers can admit to it, and he goes out and he does hallucinogens, like for a week during the off season, but in which the NFL is fine with, but if he were to smoke weed, he'd get suspended. That seems weird to me that he, no, like, I can't remember. No, 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 you are, you have, you have conflated the whole thing. Aaron Rodgers will get in trouble for nothing because he's Aaron Rodgers. If, uh, if, (laughs) if Zeke Elliott told people about his, you know, darkness retreat, Goodell would have him sitting out eight games before anybody could ever even say it. And Ben Roethlisberger would be tweeting out about it, how he's disappointed in Ezekiel Elliott for not sexually assaulting people and only getting suspended for a few games, but smoking weed and getting suspended for eight. It's just a, it's like a, such a, it's such an absolute joke that it's not, that it's not legal for these guys to do it. Like, dude, if a football player wants to smoke pot, on the sidelines at the Denver game. I 
The only person yeah. that should have a problem with this is the head coach and their coaches and such. Like, dude, it is. There is nobody that's like, dude. The only reason he won because you fu- you smoked like six blunts earlier, dude. That's not. That wasn't even fair. You were more equipped and ready for this. Yeah. So, so we know for sure that he's coming back to the Packers because because he's being ridiculous. So. Yeah. However, Josh Gordon was having himself a fucking week over in the XFL. Yeah, the boy, boy is back at it. Just dude. being, I mean, honestly, dude, like Flash it Gordon is real. Back, honestly, the, the the NF. I hope the NFL sees their mistake that if they weren't so backwards with their marijuana uh, rules, Josh Gordon could be. Honestly, I think Him. he had. A, I I, I well, stick this. Everyone wants to say okay. I was crazy. I think Josh Gordon could have been a super, like a Hall of Fame contender if he had played his entire career without all the breaks from being suspended. The, the, the man the problem, is a freak athlete. The weed thing is one thing for sure. The problem with Josh uh, Josh Gordon was it was a lot more. I think his like drinking and stuff. Like he was, was like, it? He, yeah, he was like. I mean, weed was why he got suspended and stuff. But a large part of his problems and stuff were like he was taking shots before games and stuff, type of deal. Like at the locker room, not like oh, I'm gonna have a lucky shot before we go into the. The stadium. I, I mean, mean, dude, back in the day, dudes used to take shots and smoke cigarettes. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm not arguing that they're right. I'm just saying a lot of the it wasn't just it wasn't just like the league that had ish. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like him. He wasn't showing yeah. up to stuff and yeah. that kind of thing. So imagine if dude actually like showed up to things sober and played no like the dude would be insane he said it he said it he said it he was like i would have been not shit dude (laughs) i'm pretty all right maybe i'm making more proud to him i I mean he was like i think he was one of those dudes that like nah bro i gotta play gotta play shredded (laughs) you know like i he's probably he's like he's like i've gotten high play like you trained he's like i've gotten high before every practice and every football game since peewee football i don't even know the rules to football sober dude <laughs> you know what i'm saying like do you know I what could... then if i'm the coach i am yeah i'm getting a plug for you in the locker room i'm getting your own personal plug i am keeping like a dude on staff i'm keeping a private jet to denver oh who's you. that who's this, you know what? Gordon... <laughs> yeah. who's this guy on the payroll who's this guy on the payroll oh that's josh <laughs> that's josh gordon's weed guy <laughs> <laughs> that's, his yeah. blunt, that's his blunt roller dude <laughs> yeah no but you're yeah. right man we, we missed <clears throat> i think we missed an opportunity of one of the greater careers of of a of a football receiver man he was yeah. electric to watch uh so yeah and i'm glad he's getting to play the sport he loves though like and Me still too, live dude. his life how he wants to how old in is the xfl he? i think the xfl is great for the sport uh I how no old is he uh, let me look that up. But uh, I'm gonna say 32. Uh, no, he's, he's 36. Oh wow, that is wild, man. 1991. If you look him up, he's still got his Titans I mean, yeah. jersey on. We probably still own the rights to him. <laughs> uh, when I when I look him up, he's wearing a Cleveland jersey. Uh, all right. but all right. So yeah, uh, let's move into our main topic of the day: greatest underdogs in sports history. Uh, we think talked about this a little bit before but we're talking about it again uh this is a week after the uh anniversary of miracle on ice so uh brandon you're gonna take the lead on this one you, yeah, you, you yeah. wanted to talk about this a lot i've got some that i want to talk about specifically but take us away yeah um 
just wanted to, you know, we've we've been doing this a, a long time now, Bob. Coming up on, you know, what over two years. This is episode one fifty. We gave you no fanfare for it because one fifty is nothing to us. Okay, we're looking for episode infinity. All right, that's what we're trying to do. But it's probably been a while since we've talked big underdogs. I'm sure that was one of our first few topics uh, that we discussed. And so if you're not the type of person that goes back and listens to sports news and started listening to us, maybe you want to hear our discussions and we definitely want to hear your points. But it's in looking it up, I, I found a men's journal that has 15 of the greatest underdog sports stories of all time. Only championships, though. Okay, we're not talking about, you know, a sweet, you know, a a 16 seed going deep into the tournament or whatever. That's not it's all championship based, just like the Miracle on Ice. Uh, But we got 15 here. And I I mean, nothing came to mind outside of these 15. There's going to be a few that I didn't know about. uh, But uh, but the ones that really came to my mind were there. So uh, you had a couple favorites in that. So I'm going to go ahead and start with the uh, one that we get to remember. Uh, we were there. We were probably there for not at the game, but watching it live. Uh, New York Giants defeat the New England Patriots in. Four uh, is it Super Bowl 42? I'm a uh, little rusty uh, on my so. little rusty on my Roman numerals, but I believe it was Super Bowl 42. Um, Patriots were at a 16 and 0 2007 regular season record. Uh, New York giants came in as 12 point underdogs, which is a very large margin in a super bowl. Uh, and they came in as the, the wildcard team at a 10 and six record and came in and no, this was at this time, no wildcard team had ever won a super bowl. Um, so much less any wildcard team beating the 16 and 0 50 touchdown pass Tom Brady 23 touchdown reception to Randy Moss um yeah so i mean honestly if it weren't for another one on this list and i lied i said championships i don't think that that's all right that's accurate right bobby i don't think it's all championships Anyway, doesn't no, this because this uh, this list has Appalachian State on it. Yes, and that was, but I guess that was liter- literally cross league. So I guess that's a pretty big deal. But anyway, um, yeah, that's that Super Bowl was something else to watch. That was the David Tyree catch. Uh, it went to the very end of the game, a seventeen fourteen football game. Uh, and I mean, weren't they averaging? The Patriots were averaging like 30, 35 points a game. I mean, they were so unreal and so good uh, that it was it was it was unheard of. Uh, I mean, probably they're not the undefeated team in NFL, probably the greatest football team. If you simulated that game 100 times out of 100 times, I mean you would probably see the Patriots win yeah. a lot more often. So what a, what an amazing yeah. thing. And that's a, that's a great thing about, uh, about football is that all it takes is, is the one win. Uh, another know, pretty recent, um, um, go ahead. Well, I was going to talk about my, you know, mine from this list and, you know, another one that sure, I remember sure. watching, um, was, was that 36 again, not great. Uh, but 
it was, um, you know, it all started with, you know, Drew Bledsoe's injury. Talk about the Patriots again. Uh, you know, this is the era of where the Patriots really started to take off. Um, you know, it, Drew Bledsoe goes out with an injury. Brady, who had only thrown three passes in his entire career, comes in, leads them through the playoffs, and leads them to go beat, at the time, was the juggernaut of the Rams. I mean, it's crazy to think just how different the league up between the, for the last 20 years would be if Drew Bledsoe remained healthy that entire season. Yeah. We may not have seen, you know, Tom Brady maybe didn't get, doesn't start that season. Maybe he gets traded and doesn't mesh well with the other coach. And we have well, a, I mean, that void. Um, and again, and again, it's not even just that Super Bowl win. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even classify it just that Super Bowl win. I would classify it as that whole playoff series that they had. I mean, you had the, yeah. the, the, the snow kick with Adam Vinatieri. And yeah, I, what, I, I agree. That was at a time where I think I probably even cheered for the Patriots, you know, because at the time yeah. the Rams had just beaten the Titans pretty recently in a Super Bowl and the, yeah. and the and it was the big bad bad Rams, not the big bad Patriots. Now, the show on turf, yeah. May, may yeah, yeah, the greatest show on turf. I mean, what a what a team, you know, name. So I agree with you. That was one of my favorite ones and ones that I get to watch like to the point where I can remember we were painting my like upstairs bonus room at the time and watching it on like one of those little bitty TVs, you know, with bunny ears and stuff. That's not your regular TV. It's not like today where you yeah. just move a TV into a new room if you need it. So yeah, I, I yeah. agree. That was, well, a really I, I good remember one. being at a neighbor's house. That was the game. That was the Bowl where my dad was teaching me about uh, Super Bowl squares. That was yeah. the first year that okay. he kind of was like, all right, this is how they work. And so that okay. was, that was, you know, I was learning about Super Bowl squares for that, for, for that game. Well, awesome. Um, let's see. Yeah, yeah. What a great, what a great two. Uh, getting to see the Patriots both win and lose one uh, at the at the beginning of their dynasty and probably midway point of their dynasty. Um, the next one that we have on the list, and this is something that again we grew up, not grew up, we heard about very recently. Um, but you know we're. I don't watch a ton, a ton of Premier League. I'll watch Premier League, but Leicester City winning the 2015-16 Premier League title. Um, it The season may go down as the biggest long shot in sports history. The club was 5,000 to 1 odds at winning the season and clinched their first uh, trophy in team history. Uh, the big thing is, is you don't get a lot of that it, there's not salary caps in the Premier League, which kind of maintains <laughs> and keeps, you know, people grounded. So a small market club winning something like the Premier League is unheard of. They beat out Manchester United, Chelsea, uh, Man City, Arsenal, and the most unlikely champions in history. Uh, the thing that what was even more amazing is the year before they were nearly relegated which means they were almost not even playing in this same yeah uh, so they they earned just enough to stay in there but yeah just a probably one of the better like long-term winners we have on this list uh, because the premier league is a long season and it's one of those sports that talent usually trumps any type of coaching yeah. or anything like that. So uh, for, for Leicester city to pull off that premier league title, 
amazing. You want to hit this next one? Uh, yeah, give me just a second to pull. Oh, up you're that. good. I can do it, and then you uh, can pull up the pull yeah. up the one after. Uh, no, I got it here. Um, NC State defeats Houston for the 1983 NCAA championship. Um, the Wolfpack pulled off one of the biggest upsets in NCAA tournament history after taking down Houston, a team that had future uh, NBA <laughs> legends Hakeem Olajuwon, Clyde Drexler, win the 83 championship with the game tied 52 to 52 and less than five seconds left on the clock. Uh, Derek Wittenberg of State uh, put up an air ball shot or a pass, depending on who you ask, that Lorenzo <laughs> Charles nabbed dunked as the time expired. Um, the clip of head coach Jimmy V rushed, rushing on the court looking for someone to celebrate with has become one of the most iconic moments in sports history. Yeah, um, Again, that's, that's one. before our time. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've <laughs> seen that clip you that they're heard? talking about numerous times. You ever heard of a little guy named Akima Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler? I mean, why'd they even put them in here? <laughs> Just some no name, just some no name <laughs> cats, dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, a pretty impressive uh, a victory. And again, that's one of those things where back then, you know, talent was it wasn't it wasn't a lot of one and dones. You know, you had your team and you built it for long term. Um, whereas, you know, nowadays you you may not have a full team and that younger uh, or that older team that's been together longer can upset some of these big guys. That didn't really happen a lot back in back in that day. So uh, a, a very impressive. Man. All right. Yeah. Bear oh, with why me. Why don't we skip down a little bit? Oh, are you going to? I, I, thought uh, we were I was going to go with the boring it. ones. Um, we'll skip. I'm just going to read it because we're talking about it. But Rulon Gardner defeats Alec, Alexander Carolyn at the 2000 Olympics. Uh, basically, the mighty Russian was fearsome force of nature. Uh, undefeated in international champion uh, international competition for 15 years he won three consecutive gold medals seg- seven consecutive world titer- titles Kralin hadn't conceded a single point in an international for a decade gardner hadn't even won an ncaa championship in his college career uh, i'm guessing this is uh roman greco roman wrestling so it seemed boring at first but yeah. after i after i read it my man's my man's never even won the NCAA, but took down the fifteen the guy that hadn't lost a point in fifteen years. So that's pretty impressive. But we're gonna skip <laughs> to Greece winning the two thousand four Euros. Uh, Greek team, a super small, uh, super small team in a in a nation with some soccer powerhouse. I don't know if you've heard this, Bobby, but in Europe they watch soccer over football. But they will tell you they watch football number one. But they're lying. They watch soccer. That's what they call football, bud. So you're they <laughs> like that over. There. <laughs> uh, so the first they won the the nation. They were back in the tournament for the first time in 24 years, um, and ended up beating uh, France one to zero. Uh, so they. I don't have the upset. Oh, they and then they beat Czech Republic and then they beat the host team of Portugal. Uh, so, yeah, that's I mean, soccer is one of those tough things to to win at. You got 11 people on the field more times than not. The team with the better talent is going to win. Uh, this next one is one of my uh, one of my favorites, but you go ahead and hit it. So uh, let's see what we got here. Um, well, yeah, I, I, both teams I despise with a burning passion. 
Uh, the Yankees, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates defeat the Yankees in the 1960 World Series. The New York Yankees had won 10 out of the last 12 pennants coming into the 1960 World Series. Um, and they were strong favorites to win over the Pirates. The stats were all in favor of the Yankees by, and by the end of the series. New York outscored Pittsburgh 55-27, to but the results were not. The Pirates' Bill Mazeroski hit one of the most famous home runs in baseball history with his bottom of the ninth game, winning Homer in Game 7 to take the championship, inspiring countless baseball, baseball dreams across America, except maybe in the Bronx. Um, I, listen, I I'm, love seeing the, the Yankees lose, but I hate seeing Pittsburgh uh, win. Um, well, it's but, the Pirates. Yeah, that's it's the wild Pirates. That they out- it's the Pirates, buddy. I mean, they've yeah. had such a bad you know, long-term history that it's okay for us to talk about it now. I'm, I'm confused about this. New York outscored, scored Pittsburgh 55 to 27. You're, t- <laughs> you're telling me there was 80 plus runs in a series of, be- of baseball. And the team that lost by ha- was down by nearly double. I mean, I would just be amazed to see that anyway. That's hey, that's pretty impressive. I'm pulling up the box scores right now because one game had to just be lopsided, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, it had to have been like thirty to nothing or something. Uh, why okay, are you doing so that? game one, uh, I, I I have it right here. Uh, okay. Game one, New York Yankees four, Pittsburgh Pirates six. So Pirates are up right now. Okay. Um, game two, Yankees sixteen, the Pirates three. Okay. All right, that's a okay. big that's a big differential. That's it. Game that's it. three, Pirates zero, New York ten. Okay. So we're getting there um, a little game, bit. Game, game, yeah. Game four, Pirates three, New York two. I'm starting to see a trade here that when the Pirates win, it's close. Game six, the Yankees twelve, the Pirates zero, and then game seven, obviously walk off homer, Pittsburgh ten, Yankees nine. So yeah, when they <laughs> lose, they lose, they lost big. Okay, wow, that's impress, super impressive. That's got to be that one of the higher scoring series, right? I mean, I guess there's probably a I would time frame where there's so. a lot. Uh, New Jersey yeah. Devils winning the 95, uh, the 95 Stanley Cup. Uh, they were the fifth seed after coming in, uh, and then they swept the Red Wings 4-0 and took home the first championship in team history. So, uh, pretty impressive win from the Devils. I remember this one. This one yeah. next. Uh, Holly Holm defeats Ronda Rousey in UFC 193 back in 2015. Coming into her match against Holly Holm, uh, Rowdy Rousey was a good. I think she got that name after, when she was in WWE. So I don't think we, we we're gonna. I'm not gonna right. call her Rowdy Rousey because that's her wrestling yeah. name, not her UFC name. Uh, <laughs> Ronda Rousey was a good of a lock to defend her UFC bantamweight title as anyone in sports history. Uh, Rousey had to dominate her last three fights, winning them in 34, 16, and 14 seconds, and positioning her as a heavy favorite against Holm. But Holm dismissed all that talk as the boxing specialist neutralized Rousey's peerless grappling skill and knocked out the favorite with a brutal second-round kick belt around the world. Now, I personally find UFC one of the most boring sports in the world, and I yeah, have a hard I don't really watch it. it. Um, like, but I'll if watch I'm going to watch that. fight, I'm just going to go watch boxing. Oh um, no, not me. But no, yeah, no, UFC is much more entertaining than boxing. Oh, I'd rather to watch. Me. I mean, not anymore. Boxing now is because it's all rigged. But back in the, I mean. Back when the Klitschnikov brothers were big, you know, back in the early 2000s, like I, I like big heavyweight boxing matches. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to go watch, you know, Jake Paul go on along with the script to with. Well, people, the big thing is it's technical. It's, it, I don't really care about the technicalities. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not an eye test necessarily. It's not who won this yeah. fight. It's who got more 
points. I don't like that. I want to, you know, I want, but anyway, yeah. I get what you're saying. I was not ever a big fan yeah, either. That's why I like Mike. That's why Mike Tyson's my board. Mike Tyson's, in my opinion, the greatest boxer of all time because he's going to knock people out. He knew, he knew like, he what he was supposed to interesting. do. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think one of, uh, probably both of our favorites on this list, uh, the really thing that makes college football the fun thing that it is, Appalachian State beating number five Michigan uh, in the first game of the season on 2003. Um, it's not quite the disparity, but it's like a high school team beating a junior college team. Um, yeah. And so it was, it was unheard of when this happened. I, it was, it was the game. It was the college football game heard around the world, bro. I mean, it was, yeah. Yeah. And I hate Michigan. So I will, you know, you cannot. And if you've got a Michigan friend, just all you got to do, all you got to do is bring up app state to them, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, at least we didn't lose the yeah. Appalachian state. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. You know, I this I agree. This is one of my favorite upsets of all time. However, there is a downside of this. And this game has become the poster child for cupcake cupcake games, unfortunately. You know, mm-hmm. you know my opinion on cupcake games. I don't like mm-hmm. them. Every time I get in a conversation about someone, they're like, oh, what about Appalachian State? Appalachian State never would have beat Michigan if not for cupcake game. Okay, they're an outlier, man. <clears throat> yeah, it's great to see this every once in a while. It doesn't mean we need to, every single team needs to have three cupcake games a season. Um I'm not saying they don't shouldn't exist, but man, it really has become a thorn in my side every time you try to have this conversation and they have this straw man argument about Appalachian State. They get thrown back in my face with that. I'm with you, but uh, like we said, greatest underdog in history oh, yeah. uh, in my mind. Um, and then we'll just fly through the few of these, these other ones. We're getting a little slow on time, but Buster Douglas defeating Mike Tyson in 1990. He was a 40... Uh, Tyson was a 42 to one favorite. That's a pretty big uh, payout there. Uh, Villanova beating Georgetown for 1985 uh, national championship. Uh, That was, I believe Patrick Ewing's team and uh, Villanova was the first number eight seed to win the tournament. So uh, we've been hearing quite a bit about Villanova lately. I'm sure that was probably the start to their great recruiting and run. And then yeah. the first Super Bowl uh, in a uh, in the first merger in the first Super Bowl uh, if history in history, the New York Jets to be defeated the Baltimore Colts. Uh, the Jets were the AFL team um, and were considered inferior uh, to their NFL counterparts. So when they went in and uh, Joe Namath guaranteed uh, that was the Joe Namath guaranteeing the victory in the game. Uh, Broadway Joe and the Jets put up a 16 to seven victory. Um, and then miracle on ice is the number one, but then the final one was the New York wet Mets winning in 1969. Uh, they had finished the previous season with 101 losses, but finished with the record of 162 and beat the, um, they won the first newly, uh, national league East title. Uh, and then they beat the Orioles, who had three future Hall of Famers, Jim Palmer, Frank Robinson, and Brooks Robinson. Um, and they were heavily favored in the series. And the Amazons uh, earned their nickname with the 4-1 series win. So yeah. let us know what you guys think um, and where what did we miss? What underdogs in history uh, got slighted on this list that we, we brought up? Yeah. 
Uh, before we move on, we do have some more breaking news this time out of Toronto. Um, Luke Shen heads to Toronto in exchange for a 2023 third round pick. This is Toronto's third move of the day. Luke Shen I mean, is uh, the Canucks. Yes, to okay. Van- yeah, Vancouver. Um, this is the this is the Leafs' third trade of the day. Man, these 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 uh, NHL GMs really want to screw over all the uh, the trade deadline day shows that we're playing for the NHL. All these not us. say we're gonna have a trade not deadline ours. show. <laughs> yeah, not ours. They're really hooking up our show, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's head into games of the week. Games of the week. Bobby and Brandon do the work so you don't have to. The best from around the NHL and what to watch. All right. We're going to fly through this a little bit. We're already at one hour. Uh, but uh, I think you've got a score update. I had a rough week. Even rougher week. than I had um, last week, um, which is unfortunate. Yeah, um, we really flopped. Oh, and uh, five for your boy. But still maintaining a slight lead at 50 and 36. I went a, a solid four and one on uh, games picked, but three and two in betting. So I didn't make a big push up in the betting world, but I'm 48, 36 and one. Uh, Bobby, you're still sitting at 92, 55. I didn't consult with you, but I'm guessing all of those <laughs> L's didn't bring you in much cash flow. Um, and then, but again, the two I lost were my big money puck lines. And so I'm sitting at 91.62. So slightly behind you, less than a dollar behind you. But again, both of us still positive money, $85 in. Uh, why don't you just go through all five of your picks? I'll go through all five of mine separately. I feel like that'll probably speed us up a bit. Yeah. All right. On Thursday, I've got Pittsburgh at Tampa. I'm taking Tampa money line. Uh, on Friday, I've got Carolina at Arizona. I'm taking Carolina puck line. Uh, I've got on uh, Saturday Nashville going to Chicago. I'm gonna let I'm gonna go with my heart and my brain a little bit. I'm gonna go Nashville money line. Uh, on Sunday I've got Detroit going into Philly. I'm gonna take Detroit on this one. I'm gonna take them puck line. Um, and then I've got Edmonton at Buffalo on Monday. I'm taking the away team Edmonton, and I'm gonna take them puck line. See if I can make a little bit of money this week. There you go. Um, hopefully for your sake that they are the favorite because Buffalo has been playing good hockey and they may not be. Um, okay. Yeah. Senators uh, game Thursday game. Senators playing the Rangers. I'm going with the easy money Rangers puck line. Uh, Devils playing Vegas uh, at 9 p.m. on the third Friday. Going with Vegas straight up money line. Av stars on Friday at 2.30 p.m. Is that right? No, that's incorrect. Uh, Saturday, the 4th at 2.30 p.m. I'm going to go with the Stars puck line, mostly in hopes that they're the underdog. And I get the, I get the plus one and a half, but we'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll have to see. But I do think the Stars will win either way. Um, Lightning Hurricanes on the 5th uh, Sunday. I got the Hurricanes money line. Uh, sticking with the home team trend here, uh, the Capitals Kings on the 6th, Monday at 9.30 p.m. Going with the home team, going with the Kings, no puck line. Uh, but I, I feel I got a solid crew at home this week. So let's see what we can do. Nice. Uh, let's go ahead and head into Joke of the Week. 
the weird. Corey Perry. Yeah, I don't like that. Sound. Wild. I think that I think the first read was a good one. Now, now I'm overthinking it. Outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. A little tongue twister. And downright dumb. You're kidding me. It's time for the joke of the week. All right. This week's joke of the week comes from our own backyard, being the NHL, and our very own Gary Bettman, <clears throat> uh, who is pleading with Arizona. Arizona lawmakers and Arizona uh, citizens to pass the 1.7 billion with a B uh, move to keep the coyotes in Arizona, which means turning a current literal landfill into a new stadium. And um, I guess they are calling it some like the Tempe. Hold on. Isn't there? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Bobby, but isn't their current stadium on Arizona State's campus? Aren't they going to be mad if they destroy that? <laughs> boom. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Uh, got him. Got you, dumbass. Uh, but for real, though, I, uh, yeah, uh, not too much hate to ASU. We love ourselves. We love our party. No, schools. that's what I'm saying. Uh, Don't but- <laughs> destroy it, baby. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Uh, but they, um, <laughs> So the only, pretty much the only way that Arizona and the city said they could stay there is if they need they need one hundred and seven billion one point seven billion dollars. So Gary Bettman comes out and literally pleads and says that let's turn this landfill into a landmark. Let's pass this. The team needs this. It's like the point at which the commissioner is coming out and begging fans to make this happen. You know who he didn't have to beg to make this happen? When the Preds were in the early 2000s, were about to leave Nashville. The commissioner the didn't need just to come out did and it. beg Nashville yeah. fans. The, the fans did they it just because did the it. fan base was there. When you know what, there is a ready fan base and a NH, a brand new NHL qual- caliber arena in Quebec City, brand new. They literally built it to specifications for the NHL. There's a fan base there. Why are we trying to make hockey in the desert work? The, the the science experiment has failed. Uh, listen, any normal listeners, everyday listeners know us. We want hockey to succeed everywhere. I wish hockey would succeed in the desert. I think it's great for the game. It but just if I'm the, didn't if, work in Arizona. If I'm the commissioner, I'm not bringing another team to Atlanta, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, Atlanta failed as, a, as an experiment twice, okay? Why we keep this going? But I'll tell you what makes me more mad, and what's more of a joke than than asking us fans. I don't think they should take it to Atlanta. I don't. No, I'm not saying you said that. I'm saying like if I was the commissioner, oh okay, you just gotta know when a place is done and it's failed and it's not gonna work anymore. The bigger problem I have with this is we have within the past few months have seen a a guy that we've talked about in joke of the week. Borrow $44 billion to buy Twitter. Okay. Able to borrow that money, purchase the. So I'm so sick and tired of this. Well, it's a $1.7 billion. They don't have the funds to come up with it. They don't have, it's not liquid. They're a billionaire that owns a, a, a pleasure business in a billion dollar industry. I get a loan, buddy. Get a loan. If I want to get a new house and I'm like, guys, all my friends and family, if I don't get this house built, I'm not going to be able to live close to you guys. Well, I hope you guys would all say what I would say to you. 
well, either get a better job or move somewhere where you can. I'm not building you a house. You've got plenty of money. I'm sorry you can't live in this mansion that you want to live in. There's plenty of affordable homes in the area that you want. Like, that's what's happening here. A business owner is, and I know that's a little different with tax breaks or whatever, but let's, let's stop joking around here. The money ain't there from the city. Get the loan or find you a new home to live, brother. Yeah. What a joke, Batman. You know, what what an absolute joke. Dude sends out memos telling his teams that they're going to obey the rules that they have written down. What a joke. (laughs) Yeah. Um, all right, let's move into what's snapping your stick. Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. All right, so this morning, I'm getting ready to go to work, and I'm actually trying to find a number right now to... All right, got it right here. This morning, I'm trying to go to work. I sit down for my coffee. I want to watch a little bit of some NHL news because we, it's recording day. I'm an NHL fan. We're, we're coming up on the trade uh, tra- uh, trading deadline. I want to see what's going on. So I go to the home of sports, the, the channel that spent $1.9, more than $2 billion to cover NHL for the next 10 years. Not a single word about hockey for the entire segment. I said I was there. I sat down for about 20 minutes. Nothing. The only thing I saw was on the ticker. ESPN, you know, bought out the rights to NHL to cover it on, on their family of channels from NBC. And they don't even talk about it. The, yeah. you know, they spend 35 minutes talking about LeBron and fine. That's sports news. Talk about it a little bit. No point in having three different segments about LeBron. I think we've so then I go to ESPN too. Surely if. If their flagship is if their if ESPN flagship isn't having it, maybe they're talking about ESPN too. Nope, talking about LeBron over there too. I'm like, All right, is... well, where the hell am I getting? I don't have an NHL network anymore because you guys raised the price on me, so I assumed I could get it on ESPN. Nope. Yep. It, I mean, and it was the de- it was re- really one of those situations where we gave him a good shot, but it was the devil, you know. Uh, NBC was going to cover hockey for yeah. you. I mean, that was what you were going to get. Um, you're right. I mean. And it, but it, this isn't even a this isn't even a new issue. I remember the day the day I was a religious watch Sports Center every single morning from the time I had to have been in middle school. I'd wake up and I'd be getting yeah. ready, and Sports Center would be on from the time of middle school. The fourth day, the fourth day that I had to hear the thirty minute segment of of Jeremy Lin. And Lynn Sanity, I was done. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, I can remember. And I love Jeremy Lynn. And I loved that Lynn Sanity that, you know, like, hey, he's having a crazy. This is Sports Center. Why am I spending 30 minutes watching a guy that did well playing sports? I should be watching him and all of his people. So, yeah, there was a day that Sports Center died to me. Um, And so. We shouldn't be surprised. We we are. We are. We try. We we rooted for him, uh, but I, you know, it was our own fault, Bobby. We flew clo- too close to the sun. We got to see. We got to yep. be careful. People do listen to us on this podcast, and um, I mean, 
it's maybe our fault, bud. You know, we take credit for all the good stuff that happens, <laughs> the, the early trades and stuff. We got to take the take the bad as well. All right, Bob. So I'm going to include yeah. you in, in in on this as well. Obviously, I've already asked you this question, but you answered it correctly the first time I asked. You're the proprietor, uh, business liaison and owner of a college town late night pizza joint in which folks are able to you're open and people are coming inside there. You got tables and a whole bunch of, of space. What's your game plan if you're if you're a pizza in? Uh turn around, baby. Get that get that pizza out quick, right? This place that we went to in West Lafayette and Bobby, I, I, I wish I could tell you I don't remember the name because I was so disgusted with it. I'm going to be honest with you, though, buddy. I don't remember the name because I was a little drunk. <laughs> okay. I'd had a few. Um, we got to find it. We got to put them on last. Um, but we went in there, bro, and we ordered the pizza or whatever an hour and 10 minutes to get us two medium pizzas. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you yeah. doing as a pizza? You know, like you should be able, you should be rocking out like 45 pizzas a minute yeah. and see if they were handing Was it out. pizza uncommon? I, I don't, uh, maybe it sounds, no, you know what it was? Okay. Uh, it was, uh, it's like brick mad top mushroom? mushrooms, mad mushroom. That's what it was. Review. Yeah. No, uh, but no. And it wasn't like they were sending out pizzas by the minute and we were just way back in the line, dude. I think the time in the hour and 10 minutes that we were there, I think we saw four pizzas come out the door, bro. I was just, I'm just saying, I, and I, when I asked you the question and you said, uh, get you your pizza quick, I was so proud because that literally it can taste like anything. Okay. You could be frying up Tostinos back there and just get it to me in like 10 minutes. And I probably won't say anything. Okay. So yeah, snapping my stick, bro. The only and I wasn't it wasn't even a bad time, but it was the only annoyance, really, that I had the entirety of uh, of the time that I was there. So. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, nothing worse than when you're drunk, me pizza, they won't fucking give it to you. No, I do. Uh, I know. But all right, guys, thanks for hanging out. <laughs> uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, hopefully you all came out and had a good time at Mayday. And if you didn't, hopefully see you next time. Uh, for Brandon, I'm Bobby. This has been Pucks Out Podcast. We'll see you all again next time. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.